How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, today, I have uh, my new season co-star, Shahada Kareem with Habibi Sport. How's it going, Shahada? Hello. It's going good. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for being on the show. So let's, let's transition into the next topic, um, your whole mythology of uh, working on the center out. I think that's a perfect transition for that and kind of the, the style of your of your uh, Habibi sport company, right? Yes. So my um, technique is very much based um, around keeping the muscles that support the, strong, the spine strong. The stronger those muscles, the more support you have for everything else that you want to do in any type of movement that builds on itself. So one of our issues with the way that we tend to move is that we tend to just want to make the shape, right? Just mm -hmm. make the thing pretty, do the bicep curl, do the squat, do the lunge, just in, in a very rudimentary sense, we just want to make the shape because we think that making the shape means that we're successful. If your spine is not supported, you can absolutely injure yourself making the shape. I cannot tell you how many people I know who completely damaged their lumbar spine doing deadlifts the wrong way because yep. their spine was not strong and their core was not engaged. Same goes for doing a, a decline chest press. You see people with the arch in their back because they haven't pushed their back down. They haven't engaged their core. They just want to push that barbell away from them. In yoga, you see people hurl themselves into back bends or oh. things that make them, them look very flexible or very fluid without ever minding those muscles that support that movement. They just want to do the movement. How do I get my leg over my head? How do I, you know, bend back so far that it looks like I'm bending forward, but I'm going backwards. Those <laughs> kinds of things. How do I, you know, how do I pull my foot up behind my head without ever considering what the core is doing and why it should be supported and why it should be cultivated, those muscles and that engagement should be cultivated before you do anything else. Yeah. I think in most people's minds, they think, oh yeah, no, I know that, you know, everything starts with the core, but they think, right. you know, crunches, sit-ups and that, that's, that's not everything. That's not what spine, it is. The movement of all your vertebrae, everything yes. needs to be worked on. Spinal mobility. I start with spinal mobility. How mobile can we make your spine? We have a saying in yoga, healthy spine, healthy life. Right. So the longer and the healthier your spine is, the longer and the healthier your life will be. So spinal movement is a very big deal. The next thing to go is typically the hips, mm -hmm. especially the, if, if your lumbar spine is not fluid. If your, your lower spine is not fluid, your hips are usually the next thing to go. So typically you're dealing with stiff hips, someone who can't bend forward, certainly can't bend backwards because they literally have no mobility and no rotation in the hips. The knees go, the ankles, elbows, shoulders. Um, my men, the shoulders, their shoulders <laughs> go so fast because how strong can I be? How heavy is this weight? I don't care. Let's make it heavier. Let's lift heavier. Let's do more. Um, how many push-ups can I do on this concrete with poor form? You know, yeah. so the back and the shoulders just go like right away. So a lot of my male clients is constant rehabbing the shoulders and teaching them how to use the rest of their bodies instead of trying to just power through something, how to use your core, and even sometimes your hamstrings in a push-up. You can do that. You can engage other large muscles in your body to keep you from blowing out your shoulders 
or blowing out your wrist because you're jamming your wrist down to the ground because all you care about is pushing your body up and away from the ground because you got to do hundred reps to impress your friends or yeah. whatever. You know, form tends to go out of the window when people are obsessed with making the shape or obsessed with hitting a, a rep goal. And besides so form, it's the, the mind, besides form, it's just the mind body connection. Like you can, like you said, you can make the form look pretty, but as, as like a personal trainer, I can't still tell if they are actually engaging and they know how to feel what it feels like to engage certain muscles just by right. looking at their form that you, you have to teach them how to connect that themselves. I have to say, if you look at the bones, you can tell. Yeah. If you, cause sometimes, cause let's be honest, right? Like everybody, you can't see everybody's muscles, right? Sometimes yeah. you get you get the client, you have no idea what's going on when they first come to you. So one of the most valuable techniques I ever learned was to look at the bones. And my favorite thing to teach people, like when, when, someone's standing up straight, right? So you have a, you have a client who's standing up straight and they don't look like they're standing up straight because they got a really big booty, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't look, they look like they're hinged, hinged forward a little bit because the butt is huge. Don't look at their butt. Look at their hips. Yeah. Are the hips lined up over the knees? Are the knees lined up over the ankles? They're standing up straight. Yep. Shoulders right? and then head. Shoulders, shoulders lined up over the hips. They're, up, they're upright. Right. So, so, so one of the most important things I learned was to look at bones. So I can tell now by looking at a client, what they are and are not engaging based on the way that their bones situate themselves in a movement. I can tell when a client is exerting themselves just because they want to get through the rep and they really just want me to shut up. So just like, <laughs> let me just pound out this last four, you know, so just leave me alone. But I can tell that I'm like, why are you pout? Stop. Stop. Come down situate let's go again because i care about your form more than i will ever care about whether you can do four or 12 or 16 of anything yeah or with what weights right body weight is the most fun for me to teach because people have no idea how oh, no way as soon as you tell them to put the weights down everything goes out the window <laughs> it's a totally <laughs> different training style too so you, yeah. when you start something like that um, for someone coming from the, you know, you know, the weight side lifting, mm -hmm. they go into either Pilates or yoga. It is all the smaller muscles and core, not bigger muscles are actually going to hurt you more than help you. Right. It's very humbling to realize that you have not been using your accessory and your supporting muscles because you've been so busy trying to get like the biggest hamstrings and the biggest quads and the biggest biceps and the biggest delts. Like you have not used any of your accessory muscles. I've had people ask me like, why do my ribs hurt? We just did the same, I'm like your ribs don't hurt, but you have muscles that are in between your ribs. Those are the things that <laughs> the bones of your ribs aren't actually hurting. It's the supporting muscles that hurt because we've now engaged them because that will help you with your core. It always goes back to the spine for me. Yep. And for the first time, for most people, it's the first time those muscles have ever even been used. Yep. Besides breathing. Oh, breathing. People, I try to tell people breathing is a conscious and an unconscious mechanism. We breathe unconsciously to stay alive, but breathing in a workout, a lot of people don't breathe. They no. just hold their breath until it's over because they feel like <laughs> if they hold their breath, they can get through it faster. It's just, yep. I mean, it's, and it's one of those things. That's why you have an instructor or a trainer. You know, you may right. know how to do that, but 
it's something different when someone's watching you and catching you because everyone makes mistakes yeah. and you might slip out of that and then, you know, correct your form and continue on. So right. I think that's the importance. Even if you think, you know, everything in the world, it's still beneficial to have someone watching over you. And even as a trainer, I have teachers. I have people who have 25, 35 years in, in this business who can still say, hey, watch your form, take a break. I can see your wrist starting to go, you know, because I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. No, stop, take a breath, let's do it again. I've been doing this for 12 years and I still have somebody saying, no, no, let's try again. Let's do, let's do it yeah. again. You're okay, take a breath. Yep. Every now and then you might pick up something new too, which is why you right. keep educating yourself. And then, uh oh, I better 100%. fix that with my uh, classes. A hundred percent. I I love to learn. I don't think that we should ever stop. I don't think there's a point, especially because of science, because science is constantly learning new things, and we are constantly evolving. It's a very good idea. Um, in the fitness industry to evolve with that science. I mean, there was a time when we thought, you know, the end all be all was how much you could clean press over your yeah. head. You know, like we just want to be like powerlifters because that made us awesome. You know? yep. <laughs> and we started to learn. Like for me, the biggest, the most humbling thing for me was taking the weight down because I was just like, put another plate on there, put another, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I was completely destroying my body. <laughs> trying to perform, you know, this, this exercise, trying to perform um, this squat or this lunge or whatever I was doing with, you know, 270 pounds on this bar. I'm a hundred, I'm 130 pounds. I was putting 270 on a bar and, and like betting people that I could bench it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got this. I can do this. Like, you know, what you got. And because I'm little, I'm also five foot two. So it was a lot of fun for me to challenge guys, to count, challenge like these big guys, right? Right? You know, who'd be over there like huffing and puffing. I'm like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I got this, I got right? This. I, can do this. <laughs> I was totally that person. I was that person in the gym that everybody hates. I was totally that person. Meanwhile, your, your poor spine, all of us, uh, you know. My back was just. Did what we did in our crazy. 20s. <laughs> I was always in pain. My knees hurt, ankles hurt, didn't matter. You know, I could lift this weight over my head because I was so awesome. I could do this thing. Um, and it, it just was really humbling, especially when I started doing yoga and I started using my own body. That was so humbling. Beyond the flexibility, just the ability to hold my own body up for an undetermined amount of time. There would be times when the teacher would be talking and we'd be in something, maybe like a plank, but, and then she would say, but of course I was not gonna listen. You can drop to your knees. Oh, drop to my knees? Why would I drop to my knees? Yeah. Drop to your knees, that means you're weak, right? <laughs> drop to my knees, what are you talking about? You know, but meanwhile, I'm shaking like a leaf. I yeah. can't hold myself up every I'm trying day. to break this record. Right, I'm just trying to pull it in here, right? And there's just no winning that the person that you are competing against is yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and the faster we start to understand that your future self is competing against your, your, I mean, your present self is competing against your future self. Um, I think that we start to grow in a really healthy way because it's like, I can evolve. I can get better. But the first step in that evolution is being very clear about where I am right now. 
and moving with that information versus where I think I have to be right now. Yeah, beautifully said. All of us need to slow down and and take care of our bodies. You know, there's we are, we're only competing against ourselves, like you said, but with a finite amount of time. So you get right. you get in your forties and you start you know the wisdom starts piling on and you start seeing the light. So you know, I think that's great. That I am stronger and more flexible and more capable now than I was when I was in my twenties. And I really attribute patience to that. I attribute really being humble and patient with what is happening to me right now. The biggest challenge, and this is such an ego thing, but the biggest challenge is teaching 20 year olds. You know, I'm in a class and I'm thinking my leg is like, listen, okay, that's enough. Like we got four more good reps in us and it's a wrong. And the 20 year old is just going, going, going. You're not 20. Like, let them do what they need to do. It doesn't matter because they die anyway in class, right? But there is an ability that we take for granted when we're younger. And when you get older, you replace that ability with awareness. You become very aware of what is happening and how to proceed based on that information. Yep. And you know, the one thing with 20-year-olds too, I mean, we were both 20 i mean would we have listened to anybody you know when we were striving for what you know that you just as we're trying to coach and teach them you kind of have to put yourself back in their shoes like god this is this is their best time for the most powerful peak bodies and you know it's only so much knowledge we can sprinkle on them they'll they'll actually you know hold on to but you know we just do the best we can and hopefully some of it you know sinks in i have found that the most challenging uh, lessons for them actually don't have anything to do with fitness. They have everything to do with nutrition. Yeah. Trying to tell them that it is not a good idea to get drunk the night before you come train with me. Completely <laughs> 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 locked on them. Right over your head. They come in and I'm like, okay, let's get started. <laughs> well, one is it is going to be a good detox, but yeah, you are going to pay for that. But they are struggling. And I'm like, <laughs> You couldn't have done that two days ago. Like you had to wait till the day before. (laughs) Now you're just dead. Like you're dead in the water. You literally can't breathe. Like why? Don't you want to feel good? (laughs) Yep. I hear it. Get the same clients. Yep. So Shahada, uh, for our listeners who who are resonating and want to try this out, what what are the best methods to get a hold of you? Instagram, a website. uh, You were just mentioning your email. Both the website and Instagram are um, a really easy way to get a hold of me because the messages are instant. Um, I always tell people, if I don't respond to your DMs, it's either I'm not on Instagram at that particular moment or I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, Habibi Sport or Habibi Sport Yoga? The best Instagram, you can you can get a hold of me at habibibodysport.com. That's the website. The Instagram is Habibi Body Sport. And my personal Instagram is Shahada Kareem. That is really the fastest way to get hold of me. It's just my name, Shahada Kareem. Hit me up in a DM. I will respond to you. Um, I do consults. Like I said, you can ask me anything. I don't really, um, I don't believe in, in stupid questions. Like I, people, cause sometimes people just don't know. And sometimes people are curious and they don't know where to start. So you can ask me whatever you need to ask me. Like I said, I work with a lot of bodies that are not traditionally, traditionally able. 
So they can't automatically put themselves in poses or learn how to do things the way a normal able body with no injuries would know how to do. I work with people with shattered spines. I have a client that has had shattered hips. She had to get her hips completely rebuilt. Uh, people who have knee replacements and hip replacements. And yep. like I said, cancer survivors, like those, that's, that's my base. So if that's something that you think, oh, I, I would really like to learn how to move my body without pain. I would like to feel better. Please hit me up. If you want to drop 20 pounds, hit me up. You yeah. know? Do it all. I meet you where you are. It really depends on what you need. I don't like to make guarantees and say, oh yeah, if you do this thing, this will happen. First, I got to see you. Yeah. I got to talk to you. First, we got to know what's in your kitchen. <laughs> you know that, you know that yeah. story. I got to know what you're putting in your body and what you're doing with your body on a regular basis and what you want to be putting in your body and what you want to be doing with your body moving forward. And that's how we build a plan. That's great. Um, and then also, you know, all my listeners know, I'll, I'll put all your links in the podcast description. They can just click on it, you know, and hit you up on all those forums. Perfect. Um, but uh, thank you, Shahada, for uh, being on our show. I really appreciate it. Learned a lot and can't wait to try one of these uh, sessions out myself. So yes, please come on through. <laughs> well, thank you. you so thank you.